0: Listeners, welcome. This is Sound Only. I'm Justin Charity. And I'm Micah Peters. We're your Sound Only co-hosts, here to record our deepest, darkest thoughts about, honestly, respect. This week we're talking about respect. We're talking about rappers and respect. Paid dues, etc. Etc.
1: This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness.
0: Respect and rappers, we're talking about Young Thug, first of all. But we're, we're, we're going to talk about respect and musicians and rappers and artistry from a few different angles. But we're starting with a conversation about Young Thug and Andre 3000 of OutKast.
2: Yeah. Uh, so uh, Young Thug went on TI's new podcast which is titled Expeditiously. I can't Can we explain it why it's left. called it that? Can we explain why it's called Expeditiously? I hate <laughs> okay. you guys so much. Okay, why this okay. all is right. So, let me let me tell you, let me holler at you for a second. Let
0: about, me elaborate on let the... Let me
2: elaborate on... Uh, etymology the, of the, the podcast The etymology, uh, the, the, the granular etymology of uh, the podcast uh lexicon. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, anyway, T.I. has this way of speaking, of using 15 cent words. I mean, $15 words when, like, you know, just a regular one will do. It's called multi He, It's like he takes a long walk to go a short distance in order to prove um... I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I guess like, you know, intelligence. There's actually a really funny bit in uh, the rhythm and flow competition show, which I know you didn't watch. Uh, that was on Netflix where he was one of the, one of the panel judges along with chance, the rapper and Cardi B Yeah, and they had uh, like they, instead of like, I don't know, straight to camera interviews, uh, like for their interstitials, they'd have weird, Produced segments where they were like in transit to someplace like in a car and having you know casual conversations so in one of these cardi b is just kind of like how you know so many big words you know <laughs> like where she do you get all question. those? Uh, like you know uh she and, ended with the isaac yeah, the interview ended questions. The, just kind of like you know you could using all those big words for you choke on one but like in a loving way um yeah. And he was just like, well, Cardi, I spent a lot of time in prison. And you know, I had a lot of time to read, which I think was like the most I have ever liked yeah. post-prison TI, to, yeah. to, to, to be honest. But anyway, expeditiously. Uh the title of the podcast is expeditiously, because you know, um, that's just this how, is TI how we talks. talks. That's how, we, how talk. we talks. <laughs> I am literally amused by your sentiment. Anyway, on the Expeditiously <laughs> podcast, Young Thug went on the Expeditiously podcast, and I don't, I did not listen to the whole thing. I'm just going to level with you. I just saw the clip that was floating around online where Young Thug was talking about how Andre 3000 is kind of standoffish. In, you know, the way that young thug talks, which is incredibly colorfully and kind of hard edged and, you know, without many equivocations, kind of an absolutes.
0: Yeah. And meanwhile, T.I. is pushing back on it because T.I. is trying to do his rap elder diplomat, you know, stick where he's like, y'all should make music together. What's the problem here? He's always trying
2: (laughs) to keep the peace, you know. I also sound like I'm doing
0: a foghorn, (laughs) like horn impersonation. I feel like I I
2: feel like both of us trying to talk like Ti is just like you know shutter stock photo yeah yeah uh like big courtroom lawyer <laughs> like yeah yeah, just... yeah
0: big yes that's right just... <laughs> that's
2: exactly that is exactly is. how you order <laughs> yeah to if you would uh the, dismiss the if you case would your and, yeah exactly in any case
0: um, he's being diplomatic, though. Ti is being in this very diplomatic. He's saying, "Wait a minute, Andre, three thousand. You know, Atlanta. You, me, Andre, Atlanta. Come on, it's gang, gang. You know, yeah, it's, it's, gang, it's, gang. It's, yeah." It's, and Thug is being a dick about it. He's saying something. Like, well, he, he's, he brings the comparison just, to Elton John. Right? He
2: really, he, yeah. It's it's an amazing <laughs> just because of the way that like Young Thug is. I mean. He doesn't switch, like, you know, patterns of speaking or points of view as he's talking as about how Elton John came to him. It was talking about, like, ask when Gucci got out, apparently. It was yeah. just kind of like, yeah, man, like, you know, like, but let's let's make music. Let's make music. <laughs> yeah, cause
0: this was uh, this was the thing in the news for uh, like maybe like a year ago. Right. This sort of I remember the first quote of Elton John talking about how he likes Young Thug's music and, you know. Yeah, I mean, it was, like I mean, it was
2: in. I feel like it's always the uh, the the the, thug of, the thug of sons, but I mean, I think this is after the country out the country album, quote unquote. But I don't know. There are pictures of the two of them, like wearing Gucci together. It was like a it was a very fun time. Then there was like yeah. then high came out came out yeah. of that, mm-hmm. um, which was which is a beautiful song, um, but. Thug's hang up was the fact that like Elton John came to him as a fan and didn't like have any sort of uh um, He had no
0: pretensions. He yeah, wasn't have so any pretensions like,
2: about the fact that he wrote some of the biggest power ballads of all time or whatever. Yeah. Um he was just like, Hey, I like that thing you do with your voice. Maybe we should do it on wax together. And Thug liked that. And I mean, like, honestly, Thug is I guess, like as a as a point as a as a point of disclosure, we both I think are giant thug fans. Yeah, but yeah,
0: yeah,
2: I mean, like he is like a hothead and kind of a dumbass about like I mean, it's just about just doing simple things about public relations, you know? Yeah,
0: and the things that he picks to be a dumbass about
2: is it just doesn't make know? sense, yeah, you know? Yeah.
0: But in this case, he picked sort of being kind of stubborn about Andre 3000. and Yeah. Of, he um, basically so he raises Elton John as a counterpoint, right? And he says he's talking about Elton John because he's like, Elton John, you know, I didn't know I didn't know this guy. He reached out. He said he liked my music. Elton John wanna kiss ass. Andre 3000 <laughs> wants his ass kissed.
2: Cause you know, like he's he's still trying to rap even when he's talking, you know? And so it's <laughs> yeah. it's not he could have said that so many different ways. But yeah, he yeah. chose to say it in a very pointed way, and
0: it's notable because it's not just like it's it's not just this is some faux pas thing, right? Like the, it's notable because of the idea that again, and Andre Young Thug Ti, there's this sense of Atlanta lineage, and then also I think specifically, obviously, with Andre three thousand and Young Thug, there is a sense of continuity stylistically between the two of them that's easy to perceive right? Yeah. Like in terms yes. of they're both the sort of Southern rap weirdos who yes. are kind of gangly and uh, gender androgynous. funky. Androgynous. Yeah. yeah, they,
2: yeah. It's, they do things because they feel like it and not necessarily because there's any sort of motivation beneath it. Like, you know, our tour rappers and, you know, the purest sense are like they leave a lot of room for you to project onto them yes yeah. yeah yeah um so there is like a sense of continuity being broken uh like a sense of disappointment followed swiftly by like a kind of large internet fallout where people are just kind of like well how dare young thug?" because like andre there's no you without andre 3000 i mean like in yeah, a very, but is he wrong
0: like i isn't it understood listen I think it is generally understood that between Big Boy and Andre Three Thousand, that Big Boy is the maybe the nicer <laughs> member of Outkast. Yeah, I
2: mean, like I B- Big Boy, no, Big Boy wants to just make music with yeah. people that he thinks are cool, and has been doing so for you know the better part of the last decade. And Andre 3000's like public image at this point is. Um, he's going you know, on from looping yeah, the third he's <laughs> going on from looping the third I- exactly like he doesn't you know he doesn't actually take buses he sits on top of them like with his flute or whatever you know following the the vibrations of the I, okay I'm exaggerating but anyway like he literally does just go He he's just spotted in Super Marcus with a flute you know I don't know if he's like showing up to any reunions or like weighing in on any of the ongoing conversations, but that's like his cachet at this point. And before that, over the last decade, I mean, he has these, he journeys from the mountaintop to give these like screeds and these hyper dense verses that just kind of feel like state of the, U- state of the RAF union addresses.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The one I think of the most, maybe, is like uh, Andre's verse on Royal Flush from like mm. like several years ago at this point. Um, mm-hmm. But that you're talking about that style of verse, right? Where it just feels like yes. a run-on sentence slash yes. uh, the I Have a Dream speech slash you know that kind of deal. Yeah,
2: but even like even it gets in back a pocket to... that is
0: rare for other you know other rappers can't really get in the same pocket.
2: Yeah, yeah. Um... It's a very specific kind of navel gazy shit talk. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like it was—it was present even when you like uh, with the more like the pop stuff in the in the mid two thousands. Like, say for instance, his verse on the White Tea remix. I remember specifically being in the front seat of uh, of my brother's expedition with the alpines in the back. After going to Champs and getting like the 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 three for nineteen ninety nine White tea deal thing and be and listening to the White tea remix and Andre three thousand doing that thing where he the, that where he gets on somebody's song and you know disses them like it's like it's gotta be a weird vibe in the studio if you're on the White tea remix saying that thing a white that thing looked like a nightgown take that thing two sizes down it's just kind of like well damn. That's yeah, that's
0: what Thug is reacting to. Thug is rising up on behalf of everybody who's <laughs> been watched on, on by Andre Three Thousand of everyone <laughs> that walked
2: into Foot Action to get to, to for the for the for those deals or whatever. I'm okay. It is like yeah, Thug has a point in that like that hurts people's feelings, you know. Um,
0: that, it's rap we don't care about. Like feelings. it's yeah, it's it's, it's
2: it's it's rap music. But I mean, like I understand it. You know, also, it's not like it's not keeping with, I mean, the dominant mode, which is that, you know, we you re- eat, you eat the old in, in rap music anyway. Like, it's so it doesn't, I mean, like, obviously, Thug was going to say something like that.
0: Yeah, this is true. I think apart from the stylistic continuity, the regional continuity, it's that sense, too, that Andre, you know, Andre has a similar sense of defiance about him that thug has about him Mm -hmm. um i said at the top we're talking about respect this week and obviously andre has his moment you know in the 90s at the source awards getting up there talking about how the south got something to say Mm -hmm. and i think that sort of brings us to the other thing we want to talk about this week which is award shows and rappers. I'm gonna regret asking this, but Micah, please talk to me about the Grammys. I'm supposed to be mad about the Grammys. Tell me what to be mad about.
2: We got Grammy so, nominations. Yeah. That how where to where to begin? So one of the things, one of the points of contention recently has been the uh best rap album nominations, which mm-hmm. people will bristle at. It's it just seems like there's like a a statement being made or something to read on to it because the nominees are uh black habits by d d smoke i haven't heard that one have you
0: uh, d smoke nope no okay
2: all right so like Al- alfredo, going, <laughs> yeah Al- alfredo freddie gibbs the alchemist a written testimony yeah. which we talked about king's disease mm-hmm. by nas the allegory uh royce of five nine So the average age of the best rap album nominees is 41. Like, the youngest nominee is like 35.
0: I'm also going to... Can I raise another specific objection, though, Mm -hmm. before we go further? Is the the Nas album... Listen, that Nas album has two great songs and a lot of butt on it. And its main main sort of advantage is that it's better than the last couple of Nas albums. Otherwise, pretty bad on the merits. Okay, continue. Uh, <clears throat> so there's that.
2: Um, another entry in the long saga of the Grammys. I mean, just blindly picket the Hot 100 uh, over the course of the year. I, it's you know, there was. I guess yeah. it's been kind of. I guess it is sort of actually weirdly. If you squint and then stretch to the outermost bounds of the known universe, sort of representative of how rap has been this year, and that there's been the emergence of like Griselda as like a legitimate uh star making presence. I don't know. I like the fact that there's like a rap crew that does traditionalist rap from Buffalo, that's like one of the things that we talk about most in popular rap music is weird and more like representing in the best rap album category, but still feels kind of random. It still feels random. Even though like Alfredo is one of the best rap albums I've listened to this year. It doesn't really feel like, you know, the cat the best rap album category is representative of what's most popular.
0: Um well I will say I I interviewed Bill Frymouth, like head of awards I think he's outgoing at this point he went to mm-hmm. some like he he had a rocky tenure at the the Grammys head of awards but years ago I talked to him at Complex and he he really stressed this point that to him it's important that the Grammys are a peer award right that the whole idea is that you know it's the way the nominations to come to get, come together, the voting happens. It's all, you know, people who work in the industry putting forth their own work, but also the work of their peers. And that's supposed to mm-hmm. be how you're... That's how you're meant to understand the excellence that the Grammy is awarding. It's not popular commercial sentiment. It's supposed to be about this is what the industry itself thinks is the cream of the crop, right? And I i had a conversation with him about that. And yeah, i I do remember feeling at the time, and I definitely feel sort of looking at the Grammys in later years since that conversation, that, that that's just not how it feels whenever you're looking at the actual nominees. The nominees actually do feel kind of like somebody put on a blindfold and threw darts at the Hot 100.
2: I mean, yeah, it is... And
0: and maybe Rap Twitter, through d- some darts at Rap Twitter, yeah. It is
2: a list of your quintessential rappers, rappers. Yeah. You know, so... I I mean, like, they hit the mark in that sense. But, you know, um, but that's just one thing that was going on with the Grammys. But it's, that's like a, you know, it's it's not like a new conversation that we're having. Uh, In in any case, um, it is another entry in a long, ongoing, circular discussion that, you know, goes nowhere about... Um, how award shows don't represent taste when that's not, you know, their central aim, their professed central aim, in any case.
0: It's about taste, but it's also about respect. <laughs> uh, it's funny, like the Grammys, you know, in so much as I saw consternation about it, I was actually reminded of an email we got a few weeks ago. It was actually about the BET Awards um, and about Megan Thee Stallion. And I'll just read the email. Um, it's from Reed, listen to Reed. Thanks for writing in. Reed said, I noticed that some corners of the internet were upset that Megan The Stallion won the BET Artist of the Year Award instead of Lil Baby. But why are they upset? Was Baby more deserving of the award? Or is this another example of rap fan sexism? What's the more nuanced way of seeing this? Or did I f- just fall victim to XXL Instagram clickbait? So, like, that kind of thing, right? Like, the kind of argument... like. First of all, I do think people get weird about Megan the Stallion in particular. Yes. Uh, as people who have, you know, I don't know, we've talked about Megan on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. I agree with that particular diagnosis. I also, though, that question got me thinking a lot about how um, it, it's like a cycle of addiction in a weird way, right? The sense in which people, I think there's a broad consensus among people who actually follow like the genres of music, like especially if you're talking about the the youth genres. Set set jazz aside for a second. You know, let's set aside yes. Christian
2: Christian <laughs> Christian set Scott's aside, nomination.
0: Just you know, you
2: know, th- yeah. Just
0: we're gonna set aside <laughs> like, the, as the, if the the like glassers and the Christian Scott on the
2: way out of the produce aisle. Just picked up a Meyer Levin. That's <laughs> yeah. like that's those are the jazz the jazz nomination.
0: No, you know what I mean. But it's like if you're talking about you, you talking about the youth the youth oriented genres, right? Certainly hip hop. I it does seem like there's this death spiral of every year everyone agreeing that, you know, the Grammys have bad taste. We all agree, and yet there is this sense in which the Grammys despite itself is able to perpetuate its its like it, it perpetuates enough of a reputation that people feel the need every year to come back and have this conversation all over again. Like they got neuralized by Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones, and they forget <laughs> they forgot that last year they decided they don't care about this. And look, I think hate watching emphatically, yeah, emphatically, emphatically every and single time, every time. And and it's one of those things where I think you know you watch one decade of that happen and you go hate watching. I get hate watching. I know how hate watching works. Then you watch a second decade of it happening and you go. No seriously though There are other things You could be doing With your time Than talking about Award shows That you quote unquote Don't care about And yeah. I say award shows Because this is obviously This sort of hate cycle Right Is bigger than the Grammys You could apply it To the Emmys You apply it To the Oscars You could apply it To the VMAs You can apply it To so many different things And it it seems like Even the Grammys themselves right? Even Bill Freyman Would tell you That the point Is not about Critical acclaim It's not about taste making. It's just a trade show, right? Like the the head of the awards would tell you that we could tell you that as observers. So, so help, like, how do we get out of the cycle of thinking of the Grammys or whatever else as something other than just a nice production that you watch, not because you have any faith in the nominations and the awards, but just because you like the pageantry of it. I feel like that's the actual consensus that we're striving toward, and yet never arrive at.
2: We never get there. Yeah. Why? I guess, you know, in, it would no longer be unctuous bullshit. There wouldn't, like, I. It, it's it's like, you have, in, in order to, like, have that conversation, you have to admit that you care only about the most vapid things about it. And that... There's almost no like reason to be having the ongoing discussion about it, except for it's music's biggest night. Let's see if Jason Derulo falls down the stairs again. You know, but
0: that's the thing. What's what's vapid about that? Watching Jason Derulo—that's entertainment, baby. Let's go. That
2: is, it is entertainment. But beautiful like, gowns. You know, you know that a there beautiful is gown like is still a beautiful some, gown. Like having some turbocharged dependent about it is a way to valorize yourself as like a serious music listener. I, I. I just don't think that I like it's
0: No, I think being a serious I think nobody who is trying to have an argument with Bill Frymouth about PP cocaine that you're you're being the opposite of serious I, like, at that would, point. It's, it's You know like, what I mean? Okay, like,
2: you <laughs> didn't you didn't see all the sarcasm I put on serious? That was a serious <laughs> TM. That was a serious with uh, with with the mo anime drawing, like you know, <laughs> face on it. That's that was that was that kind of that was the series Ooh. that I was talking about. The series that we laugh at.
0: Oh, okay, okay. That that's fair. Yes, okay. You, I see what you're saying.
2: Yes. However, I just like it's you either have to like kind of arrive at the conclusion that the award shows are like reductive and don't like are not the, but it's just like. You can't escape them because they, they're and the entire point of their existence is validation, which you know, artists are going to seek out. Like
0: ah, but you say art, you drag an artist into this, and there is an artist we'll drag into it in, to, in a second. Oh, but I yeah, will say sorry, that the I, was fa- a fa- I think the problem myself. Right, However, right. No, no. But I would just say that it's one thing to me if if Taylor or somebody throws a fit about nominations. Because to me, it's like, you're the artist. Like, yeah. I, in the sense that this is an industry thing, this is, and it, you know, y- you look at this as, hell yeah, in the same way that a journalist looks at the Pulitzers and thinks, this is the award for what I do. I get if you're a musician or an actor and you look at these award shows and you take them a little too seriously. Because you should take them a little too seriously. That's different if you're just some random person. You know, if you're a fan... If yeah. you're a fan, I I just don't really understand the channel of validation. That it's not a direct channel in the same way that it is for the artist, and that's why I don't get why fans let themselves feel so wrapped around the finger of people who aren't even trying to have they're a not conversation even trying to them. make it a thing about taste. Yeah, yeah it's uh, not, they're it's, not even talking
2: to you. <laughs> it's I uh, yeah I don't know I I actually. Like top five conversations. I don't really get
1: how they perpetuate themselves, yet they persist. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil
0: File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: Uh the artist that we were talking about before what is, is, is the one that you just, you know, look at you, flaring your nostrils already. Like it's we're gonna have artist. this conversation. Artist. I uh the weekend. The weekend <laughs> who said that you owe me the Grammys the Grammys that he did not you know mention on Twitter, just like you know this was a you know general statement after the best album best artists such and such the big categories of nominations came out for the Grammys and the weekend who has really committed to his bit over the last like I mean like he's done the full Oscars campaign for like you know the best album or whatever uh grammy he's been wearing the same outfit since the album came out (laughs) Um, he's doing a bit yeah the the, the, the bandages around his face and like the red uh, leisure suit uh thing that he's been doing was not enough to win him the the prize that he wanted so he took to twitter to 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 be like you owe me and my fans an explanation And there was a lot of, like, uh, discussion about whether or not he did deserve, like, some sort of recognition, like, at least a nomination. Like, that it's a little, that it's a little, uh, the thing that I...
0: Make the case. Why? Exactly. Why am I, like, what is the single right? I
2: can't make one, okay? Because I was just like, listen, I, I just, I get that, like, The Weekends album, I wrote about it. It was, you know, I, I like the, the, um... Like blonde and Lies is a very good song. Like, I like the sort of uh, this is what your brain does on drugs at 3 a.m. sort of like him finally fully committing to that you know brand of music. Like, when it's you come back after the club and it's just kind of like one of the people just won't turn down, you know, like it's it's, it's we're trying to watch this movie, but you won't sit down. And that, that this is basically like what's going on in that person's brain. That's what the music sounds like. It's good for about three or four of the songs to me personally. But I don't think it's good enough for there to be like, you know, and for him to be a call celeb. Um, and I said as much on Twitter and got the response was just kind of like, well, it's a little weird that he didn't at least get one nomination. And I really could not, if I had a week come up to, I did, and I did. I could not come together with, with a reason why, there would be a nomination for The Weeknd or his album. And, not, and I don't mean that pejoratively.
0: No, I think people think The Weeknd deserves an album specifically because, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like the method acting parody thing. You know, the Jared Leto walking around putting poop in people's sandwiches or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it's. I think the thing is people think, man, The Weeknd's been doing this bit, and it's really the same bit for every one of these rollouts ever since... I can't feel my face, right? Like Yeah. He's just been doing the bit he's doing the weekend bit for so long and you feel like somebody deserves you know, it, you it's gotta just, put cook- yeah, you gotta put cookies like- out for him like Santa at this point. He won't <laughs> fucking stop doing his fucking weekend bit. I fucking hate the weekends bit. I'm tired of these dudes. It's the first time I've agreed with I, the Grammy's about it. It's, it's just it's just it's just Dua Lipa getting nominations and The Weeknd not is the first time in my lifetime I felt like I'm on the same page as these people. Oh. <laughs> no,
2: but I mean, like, I'm sorry. I feel like I've been dancing around the bit that he's been doing and I haven't fully explained it, but there isn't really that much to explain because... Because <laughs> <laughs> The Weeknd! He's not that deep. Oh, man. Um... Right, uh, because the bandages on his face aren't just bandages because they look cool. <laughs> he's a cokehead with lame because, ideas. That's the thing.
0: <laughs> the bandages. The
2: yeah, the bandages are. Uh, you don't get it because it's about like I am him being like so desperate to see this woman in the in the wee hours of the morning after he's off like three different types of liquors and in a in and in a cocktail of pharmaceuticals. He gets in his car. And then what happens? But it's not about promoting drunk driving. You made sure to uh, specify that at the end of the explanation. But anyway, yeah. Uh, he's been doing that f- for several months. For right? several years. <laughs> several, <That> is, <laughs> I, I was talking about the specific. I
0: know you're talking about this. I'm talking about the essence of the weekend. Invisible man bit. As a Grammy begging bit that i I could not be happier to see go unrewarded <laughs> and thus unfulfilled in this particular cycle of awards nominations. I don't know why um, I'm so worked up about the weekend in particular I don't know, um, but
2: I, it's just like he's not the only one that had the anti Grammy like right. you know, screed over uh the holiday week weekend. Uh, what have you it, There was also Drake is just like I'm not showing up There was Justin Bieber Who was like You know I, My album is an R&B album I used R&B elements on it And I don't want to be considered As a pop artist I'm not coming It's just like yeah. A lot of The same things That we were talking about before
0: You know I mentioned Andre 3000 Earlier And the Source Awards And him Rapping for the South Against New York And West Coast Hip Hop in the nineties and him saying, you know, getting up there and talking about how the South got something to say now, in some sense, that's a pronouncement about, you know, that's a pronouncement to the wider world of hip hop beyond just any one award show. But that is, you know, the context for Andre 3000 saying that is him being at an award show, being awarded in that case, but also kind of being in his feelings about awards, you know? And yeah, that's like for some reason that scans to me is cool. That stand that scans to me is an artist standing up for himself and his region and his influences. Mm-hmm. And yet, everything like modern about special pleading from artists about award shows is deeply lame, and I hate it. I hate <laughs> it, and I don't know what the like. What is the difference? I like, I feel like such a hypocrite, or I'm just sort of. Is it a generational thing? Because I just. There's nothing there's nothing about Drake complaining or, or the weekend complaining about this stuff that makes me feel like they are I they mean, are it's, Andre Three Thousand. I you know? think
2: that po- probably it is a bit of like you can attribute a lot of it to time. Um, because I mean the source awards were the event where you saw all of these rappers together in one place and it wasn't a thing that happened often. Like yeah. it was, it actually felt like you know a Super PAC convention or whatever. Like yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, like now the Grammys are, the AMAs are the are the VMAs are, are uh, the ESPYS. I mean, like it just feels like you know added validation on top of like. Obscene commercial success, which is like, um, not to say that that wasn't the case before, but it just feels so, <sighs> yeah, at this point I, for, for, for reasons that aren't like exactly easy to articulate, but you get what I'm saying, right? Like there's something yeah. about like the constant presence of like these people and the con and the campaigning that happens for the, for the, for the Grammy awards now.
0: It's icing on top of icing on top of icing. Yeah. yeah. It, it has that quality to it where you're just like, man, we can go sit down, Abel. Like, ain't nobody trying to hear you talk about this. Come on now. Yeah. It's like, fine. You know, it's a six out of 10, whatever. 5.5. 5. Please sit down, sir.
2: Yeah. It's just, you know, there is something off putting. And then also, like, Ultimately, something satisfying about about trying and like, you know, face planning. Like I like I, I didn't really care who who won the Rookie of the Year award last last year, in the NBA between Donovan Mitchell and Ben Simmons. I really didn't care. but I I began to root for Ben Simmons because Donovan Mitchell and Adidas were campaigning for the Rookie of the Year award and saying that how could Ben Simmons be a rookie? If you know he was a if 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 he just sat out his first year in the league, like he's been in the league for two years because he was on the NBA roster last year, and so how could he be? It's just like shut up. That's annoying. I, I like it's it's like that's my that's your natural reaction to that. You know, it's yeah. just not. You know, don't go com, don't go complain to the manager. Just do the thing on the field of play so to speak
0: yeah Abel do the thing on the field of play so to speak (laughs) thank you Micah that was very that was eloquent thank you (laughs) Micah what are the what's the Meg nominations Meg the Stallion she got
2: four nominations Uh, she got best rap song and best rap record and best rap performance for the Savage remix Mm -hmm. and also best new
0: artist What'd you think of the new album? Good news.
2: Um, I mean, I've like you know, <laughs> it's just not the like. I, I again, I don't think the vibe is right for me to to, to pick up the Big the Stallion album. Um, because you I You sound was, like Ti. You
0: said that mad diplomatically. Okay, I know
2: I said that <laughs> mad diplomatically because it's just like I listened to it and I wasn't really f- feeling it the first time. That I just wasn't in the right headspace. I was listening to uh bk the ruler have you have you heard uh that love santana album no no there's this there's this record on there called a girl is a gun uh that a friend of mine put me on too and it's just like the the, it's very not the speed of the megan the stallion albums this like uh (laughs) 20 year old queer Brooklyn rapper that, like, does this crazy rhyme patter shit, and it just sounds like, you know, eating a bowl of nails with no milk for breakfast type rap music. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then, you know, you go to the Meg The Stein album, and it's like four <laughs> to five straight songs of industry beats.
0: <laughs> industry and, beats. Oh, my God. I mean, you're not wrong. But. Yeah, I mean, it's just,
2: I... I just don't get why she is opting for this regionlessness with the like her major releases. Because, I mean, like it was the same thing on her first debut album.
0: I feel you. I, I think on Good News, I think this is true of her in general, but definitely on Good News, she sometimes, like, some of those beats are tacky, but I actually like Good News because it sounds kind of tacky. Production wise You know what I mean mm. There's just sometimes Where you have a taste For cheese And I think there's uh, Cheese on the album <laughs> There really is That's the way I'd put the appeal Of the album Is you really have To be in the mood For some production cheese It's
2: obvious Like it's good rapping It's just like It's the production Is American cheese Which isn't yeah. even
0: Really cheese You know Yeah But I fuck with American cheese Listen Fat boy from Central Virginia Leave me alone <laughs> um, we, we can You know that's just a little side note. We have put respect on. All. Give look, give Megan some awards. You know the weekend. You know no awards for who cares, right? Meg- it's just
2: like let's give let let Megan. I you know yes, good for Megan. Uh, good for you, Megan. Good for you, Megan. The the weekend needs to sit down somewhere.
0: <laughs> yeah, we gonna sit down somewhere. I'm just a charity, and I'm Micah Peters. We'll see y'all next week.